You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Well, happy Mother's Day to you all. And uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, taking your Bibles and opening up to the Bible book of Proverbs, a great book of wisdom to talk about on this wonderful day of Mother's Day. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and glad that you're here. Now, I know that, uh, as Carrie already mentioned, uh, by the way, that Bible that they have, just wave at them and they'll get you. Did you get, did you get Bibles yet? Oh, they're coming there. Coming down the aisle with Bibles. I forgot to mention that. If you want to borrow one, uh, just wave at them. They'd be happy to give you a loaner there. Encourage you to leave it in your seat when you're done. But as Carrie talked about this morning, you know, on a day like today on Mother's Day, uh, all kinds of floods of emotions hit us on, on a day like today. Some from the loss of a mom. Some from the great love and respect we have for our mom. Some from the strained relationships with mom. Some from abandonment. Some from our own inadequacies as a mom or relating to mom. Some the incredible weight of being a single mom. Some from the joys of motherhood. Some from the struggles of being childless. And some from the brave, amazing, fearless beauty of our own mom. We all have a mom. And so to your mom and to all moms, happy Mother's Day. And there's a lot we've learned from mom and those people who have been mom or mum in our lives. Uh, Maybe your mom was the one who taught you how to tie your shoe or to make sure that you said please and thank you, uh, told you to sit up, eat right, study hard, not slouch. Or maybe it's one of those other mom-isms that are there. Which one of this list here uh, is the one that you relate to most? (laughs) The one I don't understand is... The last one, which says, always wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. I'm not so sure about you, but if I get in an accident, my underwear is not going to be clean. (laughs) If you know what I mean. But moms, you have some wonderful things that you say. Maybe maybe you uh, pick your favorite one and and, uh, remind your mom of that today. But uh, um, you could probably add a few. But moms are mom types in our lives, have a way to encourage and teach us and train us. For there's much that we can gain from mom and mom figures in our life. Like with a little Flint Lockwood in the movie Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Flint didn't have a good day. Um, He loved to invent and his latest invention did not work so well, leaving him humiliated and deeply discouraged until... Until mom, in her wisdom, knew exactly how to encourage him. Check this out. Like you had something unique to offer the world. If you could just get people to see it, then you know exactly how it felt to be me. Go ahead, Flint. (coughs) What is the number one problem facing our community today? Untied shoelaces. Which is why I've invented a laceless alternative foot covering. Spray on shoes! 
I wanted to run away that day. But you can't run away from your own feet. Sardine is, is meant to swim, son. I don't understand fishing metaphors. What did I say? Don't worry. Honey, I think your shoes are wonderful. Everyone just thinks I'm a weirdo. So? People probably thought that these guys were weirdos, too. But that never stopped them. I was saving this for your birthday. But here... Great lab coat. Just like the real guys wear. <laughs> it fits perfect. The world needs your originality, Flint. You just have to grow into it. And I know that you're gonna do big things someday. Oh, don't you just love how mom just seems to get through? <laughs> Uh, moms and mom types have a way just to hit us at the right moment. They are like God in his guidance and comfort and care and teaching. And the truth is, God set up this amazing environment, this incredible school we call our crazy family. Kind of like these uh, families in their really fun family portraits. Now, I'm not sure what they were thinking exactly, but it sure tells a little bit about their family. I love the next slide really the best. It just kind of says what their whole family is about. Yeah, if some psychologist got a hold of that picture. <laughs> and then what I really wonder is, is what would our family picture look like? What would your family picture look like? <laughs> what kind of uh, heyday would some psychologist have with your family in that regard? But yet, even with all this craziness, God created this amazing environment Designed it around a reverence for God where we all participate and we, where we all gain. And this morning, I'd like you to hear from a, a young mom who, uh, who has learned a lot from her mom and to share a little bit of her story. So, Jamie, if you wouldn't mind coming up here and sharing. You can clap. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jamie Kugelberg. I'm the oldest daughter of Pastor Mike and my beautiful mom, Christy. It was a surprise for first service, so not for this service, but that's okay. It's just as meaningful. <laughs> um, when my dad asked me to share a tribute to my mom, I immediately said yes, because I have no shortage of wonderful things to say about her. When I was younger, my mom was the best for reasons like taking us to McDonald's, maybe a little bit too much, and having the best dance moves, especially to Brick House. <laughs> I never doubted how much she loved me, how proud she was of me, and that she thought I was special. When I was sad or scared, she would pray with me and encourage me and always point me to trust in God. She was always there not just physically present, but willing to be with me in whatever I was feeling and comfort me from that place. These things were instrumental in my younger years and shaped me into who I am today. But now that I'm all grown up and a mom myself, I value these qualities even more. You see, I did not realize then how much energy and grace it takes to be constantly present for your kids. 
I did not realize how much of a sacrifice it is to provide for someone's every need and how much you have to love someone to be their mom. I know now that when you're a mom, your children are a part of you. Their breath is your breath, their joy is your joy, and their pain is your pain. And that fact is simultaneously the most amazing thing in the world and one of life's biggest challenges. This year was especially hard for me as a mom. When at 16 weeks pregnant, I lost my baby boy, Owen. And it was my mom who was with us in the hospital on that awful day. She sat with us throughout the entire thing. And my husband, Stevie, and I have often reflected back that she was the absolute perfect person to be with us in those moments. Because I know that she was in pain too. She was in pain because she lost her grandbaby. And she was in pain because I was in pain. But regardless of her own feelings, she was there for us. She brought us food. She talked with us. She cried with us. She was present, just like she always has been. And that's the kind of mom that I have. And I'm so grateful. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. Thank you. Thanks, James. Mm. And Jamie, you are just like your mom in so many ways, a wonderful, loving mother, and it's neat to see you in that place as well. And it's true. My wife's favorite dance song is Brick House. <clears throat> it used to be my ringtone for her <clears throat> until it became extremely embarrassing. <sighs> but if you ever want to see her dance... Just flip on that song and watch out. Um, but yes, uh, in this beautiful, crazy family that God set up, mom and mom types have a wisdom that reflects God's wisdom. And we should honor our moms and those who have been moms in our lives. For there is a godly wisdom to be discovered as we engage our crazy family. The Bible book of Proverbs is a great place to discover godly wisdom, for it's a book of wisdom. And as Carrie said earlier in the service, that, that, that this wisdom is personified as a woman. Proverbs 1, verse 20 and verse 21 says, Wisdom cries aloud in the streets and in the markets, she raises her voice. And at the heads of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates, she speaks. Now, we're not sure why Solomon, who wrote most of the book of Proverbs, uh, <clears throat> chose to personify wisdom as a woman. Now, some have lots of theories of his lots of wives. Uh, but I think it's because he had a great respect for his mom. Solomon was a, a great king, the son of David, Israel's greatest king. Solomon was both rich and had immense wisdom, godly wisdom, extremely beyond wisdom, divine wisdom. And along with the authority and power, and people bowed to him and, and bowed in his presence. And yet Solomon bowed to his mother. Do you recall who Solomon's mother was? She was Bathsheba, a reluctant wife of David under the shame and shroud of David's sin of adultery 
and murder and lying. And yet watch how Solomon honors her. 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 19. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him on behalf of Abonijah. And the king rose to meet her and bowed down to her. Then he sat on his throne and had a seat brought for the king's mother, and she sat on his right. That's amazing. He did not have to do all of this. He rose in honor. He bowed in respect. And he placed her in a seat of trusted insight. It was not on what she did or didn't do. It was Solomon's choice. Now, Solomon was not a perfect king. We know he was not perfect because the Bible tells us so. He didn't follow all of God's law and tried all kinds of things. You can read the book of Ecclesiastes and a lot in, in, uh, in Samuel about uh, Solomon and, and that. And you'll read much. Uh, but actually, none of the writers of the Bible were perfect. But God guided Solomon, as he did all the other writers, to write what they did so that we could gain from their examples and insights as we seek <clears throat> truly the beauty in our crazy families looking to gain from her wisdom, those moms, those mom types in our life. In our passage today, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 to 9, helps us see there is a godly wisdom to be discovered as we engage our crazy family. So, and, and actually, as we listen to mom. So if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, let's just pray and ask God to teach us something this morning. Because I believe God has something for you this morning. It's a challenge and encouragement uh, some way God has something for you this morning. So let's ask him to really challenge us. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the moms we have. Lord, I know that comes with a whole bag of emotions in that. But Lord, we know that you place us in the family we have for a reason. And God, I pray that maybe even some of that would come to light today and, and you would challenge and encourage and, and teach us your wisdom in this as we seek to learn from mother wisdom this morning, the wisdom that you had Solomon write down for us. So bless our time and this opportunity, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat, and I encourage you to take out of your worship folder there uh, that you received when you came in. There's a couple of things inside there. Carrie mentioned most of those already, and I'll try to mention some later. But one of the things I'd like you to take out is the outline that's there. There's some blanks to fill in. The answers are going to be up on the screen as we walk through this this morning. And also want to encourage you that out in the lobby area, and I believe it's kind of over in this side of the lobby, there is a, a study guide that we give out most every week. It's some extra questions on there, and we use those. Many of our life groups go through these questions and, and that. But on the back side is all of the um, answers to the fill-in-the-blanks and all the extra verses that I give because there's a couple of times where I fly through a few verses and you might have a hard time writing them down or remembering them. So pick up that study guide, and that will help you as we go along the way. Well, let's look in uh, on what Solomon has uh, written for us today in the way of some godly wisdom in um, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. This is what he writes. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instructions, and forsake not your mother's teachings, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. 
There is a godly wisdom to be discovered as we engage our crazy family, as we embrace four truths that Solomon is bringing out today. The first truth is that family is a God-designed school. Proverbs 1.8, Hear my son, your father's instructions, and forsake not your mother's teachings. Teachings and instructions are to happen in this school. God created two unique genders and joined them into an, an inclusive family to create a beautiful learning environment. God's intent from the beginning, and it's really amplified in the book of Proverbs, that home is a school for training and discovering godly wisdom, for instruction and for teaching. Now again, there's a lot of feelings that go along with this. From inadequacies to injustices to that great question, why did I have to be born into this family? And I get that. I've been there. My family growing up was a complete nightmare. There were some great parts to it, but memories that I wish nobody would ever have to experience in all of their life. And the reality is some of you have experienced those exact things and some of you it's been even worse. But God has a way. And it's really a wonderful way. And I I praise God for it all the time because he has a way of taking these ash heaps of our experiences of difficulty in our life and turning them into something beautiful. Actually, Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 talk about that, taking offering beauty instead of ashes, to take those awful situations and make something beautiful as we focus on Christ on Jesus. So I want to encourage you, don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. Don't disengage. God has something for you in this crazy family that you were born into. God has you and and wants us to seek out moms and dads to give us that instruction and teaching. Well, instruction here in this verse, in verse uh, 8, means... Uh, those exercises and discipline to set us up for growth. It's like learning to do chores so we gain the wisdom of hard work, pushing back that allure of entitlement. Hebrews 12.11 puts it this way, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You see, we should always be under instruction and the discipline that comes. We can learn instruction from leaders and coaches and, and those around us like mom and dad. But too much, we kind of back off of instructions. We kind of say, I don't want to hear it from anybody else. We just want to be wise in our own eyes. And actually, Scripture calls us a fool in that regard. But we're to truly, as, as that verse says, to hear the instruction. Now, we talked about the word hear a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the Shema in Deuteronomy, hear, O Israel, and the, and the um, actually word in Hebrew for hear is the word Shema. It's more than just listen. It's to choose to put effort towards what was said, to take action, and being this word is in the form of a command, an imperative, uh, we are to listen and obey, to take in and grasp this teaching and get on with the instruction, and that requires Submission and surrender. See, we're to be people who actually put ourselves under others' instruction and under godly instruction and not to to push against it. 
The question is, are you enrolled in God's school? And, and who's instructing you? See, in God's school, as the verse goes on, we're not to forsake. That word means to not give up, to not throw down, to not leave uncultivated those seeds of truth, those seeds of teaching that have been planted in our lives. And this refers to actually biblical teaching. Matter of fact, the word in verse 8 that says mother's teachings, that word is the word Torah. Some of you have heard that before. It's the first five books of the Bible. They're God's teaching. Meaning that what, what mom is teaching is he, she's teaching the, the tenets of, of who God is and what he's like and, and the, the uh, guidelines and, and mannerisms of God and the, the, the boundaries that God has set. All of scripture does that. That's why in 2 Timothy 3.16 it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and reproof and for correction and for training in righteousness. See, in God's school... We are to put ourselves in a path of grasping and lifting up and cultivating those seeds of God's word in our lives. And mom and mom types are uniquely gifted in helping us understand how to cultivate those. They challenge and encourage us in their gentle and loving and wonderful way. Teach us those wonderful truths of God. The idea for us is to be that forever learner of God of God's inexhaustible truths, to have people constantly speaking into our lives and to have mentors, to put ourselves in places where we're listening and and grappling with God's teaching. So the question is, are you? Are you in a place where you're actually seeking to learn from God's Word? You're here this morning, and that's wonderful. There's another opportunity, and Carrie mentioned it before, about life groups. It's a great opportunity, a great environment for you to be under people's teaching and to learn and to grow and to grapple with the truths and teachings of God. For there is a godly wisdom to be discovered as we engage our crazy family. Now, this God-created family school is to be founded on a reverence for God. Verse 7 of Proverbs 1, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. See, it's the foolish to say, ha, I don't need this stuff. I can make it on my own. And yet, it's the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of knowledge. See, the Lord is a source of all true knowledge and wisdom. As Job 12, 13 says, with God are wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. And his wisdom is seen in creation. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 12 puts it this way. And he who made the earth... By his power, who established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding, stretched out the heavens. And the law of God, God's word to us, imparts this wisdom to us. As Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. And with Jesus Christ being the ultimate expression of God's Wisdom. And that's why, as James 1 5 says, we should ask of wisdom. We should ask of God. And when we ask of God, He gives wisdom to those who seek it. And so we're to pursue wisdom with a vengeance. And how we pursue wisdom in life in this school God has created for us is to have a reverent respect, a healthy fear of God. Proverbs 9 10 says this The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. 
And that fear of the Lord is a, is a reverent awe of God. Much like Isaiah, a prophet, had a, a vision of God and angels around him. And in Isaiah 6, he records it where they said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The earth is filled with his glory. See, what it means to, to stand in awe is to, is to actually look up towards the heavens and see how vast and how immense they are. And so if you can get out of the city or on a clear night and go up and see the stars, they just burst forth through the heavens and you can see galaxies and stars and all of that and see the vastness of God who created every single one of them and knows every one of them's name. And he created the solar system that they would work and, and rotate around uh, the sun and this particular solar system that earth would be in just the right orbit, just the right tilt of its axis to be able to sustain life. And to be in awe of God with that. But also to be in awe of God, uh, even to notice our human form and how it's just a perfect balance of enzymes to be able to sustain life and all of our limbs work and our systems and our body work. And then to think about the creation of life. And I just love uh, the way that God's handiwork is inside that mom, knitting together as Proverbs, or as, as Psalms 139 says, putting that little one together feature by feature, and then to seeing it grow and develop, and then as that little one comes out, and this little tiny little human being begins to grow, and you watch them grow and learn language and be able to respond to you, and it's just amazing, and you be in awe on God. Wow. God does all of that incredible work and then to go down into the dirt and see this little tiny little ant running around and, and has order and, and works its way and you just think how great God is with the universe in the palm of his hand and yet he's also concerned about the ant. He probably even knows its name. Maybe Herbie. And he knows what's going on in that ant and he's so vast and so huge but also so personal and personal with us, and we can stand in awe of God. See, the fear of the Lord is being in awe of Him. And that means that we strive to know Him more and more. We delve in deeper and deeper and deeper into God's Word to to continue to understand who He is, what His character is like, and how we relate to Him. The fear of the Lord is also to submit and to surrender to Him, turning from our self-absorption, Proverbs 3, 7 says it this way, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil. Too much, oh my, we are that fool who thinks that they're wise in their own eyes. But the fear of the Lord is to submit and surrender to Him. The fear of the Lord is not a stage we go through. It is a foundation we build life on and should be the foundation of each and every family. For there is a a godly wisdom to be discovered as we engage our crazy family. The question is, what is the foundation of your family? You may say, Micah, my family doesn't know the Lord. I know that. Your family doesn't follow God and you're the only one. Well, they can start with you. And you have an amazing ability to change the whole fabric of your family as you fear God as you stand in awe of Him and delve into Him and look to Him as that person that you are in awe of and and, and surrender and submit to Him. Yes, there's a godly wisdom to be discovered in our crazy family as we engage and encounter it. We find it by recognizing family as God's school. And for us, 
that is founded on the fear of the Lord and has everybody participating. Verse 8. Hear my son, your father's instructions, and don't forsake your mother's teaching. It's children hearing. It's mother's teaching, father's instructing. It's all of them listening to God and learning. See, it's too easy for us to check out and to kind of, ah, you know, I'm just going to check out of family time. I'm going to check out of making conversation. I'm going to check out and just not either being either emotionally present or physically present. And I know it's awkward. I mean, for crying out loud, look at the person next to you. Who'd want to relate to them? We're different. We're unique. And relationships are awkward. And there's moments of weirdness in any family. At least I know, (laughs) I mean, I know me and I create weird where I go. And, and yet in that family, we're to engage and participate. But we need to keep at it, for there is a godly wisdom to be discovered. Now, in your study guide, I gave you some practical, funny helps that will just be able to encourage you with that. But, but there's a way to participate. And we need to engage in conversation and not forsake family times and, and, and <clears throat> be listening and building relationships. You know, you can't expect to be friends immediately like that. It takes time to build a friendship in a family. And it takes going through awkward moments. But yet we're to participate. And one of the ways we can certainly participate is on this Mother's Day is to honor mom. Exodus 20.12, which is repeated in Ephesians chapter 2, we'll look at that verse in a moment, says for us to honor our parents. But the question is how? Now in your study guide, I give you some of the verses that go along with these words that I'm going to mention these four words. But to honor is to forgive. Now, I know mom is perfect, but she makes mistakes sometimes. And maybe there's some moms that have made some real mistakes in your life, and God wants us to forgive. One of the ways you can honor mom is to forgive her. Another way is to respect her, like Solomon did with his mom, Bathsheba, is to rise and to bow, to respect her for the honor it is she is due. I mean, she bore you. And to see what happens with women's bodies when they go through pregnancy, they deserve your respect. You know, men think we're all, you know, rough and stuff like that. You try carrying a baby. You try having a baby. I guess they have these machines that you can link yourself up to that that gives you the exact pain, what it's like for a man to feel giving birth. They all, you know, they throw up. They can't handle it. You guys are heroes for what you go through. And our mom was a hero. She deserves our respect. Not only that, <clears throat> to give her that seat of trusted insight, just like Solomon did. He pulled up that chair to his right. The right was always the, the, the choice place of a listening ear. And he sat and he listened to his mom. And then to care for them. And some of you have already shifted over in that time of life where you're now caring for aging parents. That's where we need to be, to care for them, because they need our care. But they need care at all ages, to be concerned with them and not just what they're giving you, but also blessing them with encouragement and affirmation and and all those things. See, there is a godly wisdom to be discovered as we engage our crazy family. And this godly godly woman, but godly wisdom, turns up when we participate in our family 
and family-type relationships. And it's a place where everybody gains. Look at verses 8 and 9 together, Proverbs 1. Hear, my son, your father's instructions, and forsake not your mother's teachings, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. There is an, uh, an adornment. There is a, a visual blessing gleaned from this home-brewed wisdom. Ephesians 2, 3, uh, chapter 6, verses 2 and 3 put it this way, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live a long life in this land. You see, there is a, a great wisdom we can gain from honoring our parents and from being involved in this school and participating. Even when your family is not that great, even when parents are, you know, you kind of go, did you even know how to do this thing when you had me? (laughs) Nobody's perfect. But God puts you in there because there's something he wants to teach you. He's something he wants you to gain by that. And I can tell you, my, my mom and dad did, did a great job in a lot of areas. They messed up in a lot of ones too. But God used that as a, a crucible in my life, as a teaching moment. Even now, caring for my aging mom, even though I get so frustrated because she doesn't remember things. And it's, you know, growing old is hard. I remember one day, uh, one of our older members long ago, her name was Frida Davis. She used to sit back in there. She would, she told me one time, Pastor Mike, Growing old ain't for sissies. <laughs> That's true. It's tough growing old. And I know my mom's going through it, and sometimes she frustrates me like crazy, but yet I can still learn from her. There's no matter, no matter what situation you're in, there is a wisdom that God is going to give you through your experience. And I know it's tough. I know it's difficult when parents don't do what they should do. Sometimes parents are mean. Sometimes they're really hurtful. But even in that, God can do something in your life as you honor him. So I encourage you, don't check out. Stay in the game and do what you can. Yes, have the boundaries you need. Participate and be involved. Too much, we are too independent, too exclusive and too self-focused. But there is a godly wisdom to be discovered as we engage our crazy family and embrace the truth that family, yes, is God's design school for us. And that's founded on the reverence for God and, and everyone participates and truly everybody gains. And many of us have gained from the great wisdom of our mom. So moms out there, thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Happy Mother's Day. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for the way that you have imparted wisdom to us and challenged us and encouraged us. And really, Lord, you show that mom wisdom to us because you have both those fatherly, motherly characteristics about you. And Lord, we are encouraged by who you are. And we're thankful that we can be under your instruction, under your teaching, and have gained a lot from our mom through that. And so, Father, I pray that you would encourage us even today 
to love on mom a little bit more, to really glean from the teachings that she has given us that have come directly from you. And Lord, may you bless our mom, wherever she's at. For you bless my mom. Lord, help her as she walks through this difficult thing of memory loss. And guide and direct us, God, may we honor you all the days of our life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.